The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is the beginning of our Gospel reading for this past Sunday, the 15th Sunday after Pentecost. We're looking at Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 to 23. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get, up, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. My dear friends in Christ, Jesus had, prior to our reading, he had just asked the disciples who the people thought he was, and then more specifically, he asked them, who those disciples thought Jesus was. And when asked that question, the Holy Spirit graciously enabled the Apostle Peter to make that wonderful confession, saying, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Since the disciples recognized that this Jesus was the promised Messiah, Jesus then began to really explain to them what he had to do to be the Savior. Jesus had previously referred to his suffering and death, but when he spoke of those things, it's kind of as if they just went right over the disciples' heads, that they didn't really get what Jesus was talking about. But now what Jesus did for the first time is he spoke about his suffering and death in unmistakable terms in which they said, wow, he's talking about his suffering and death. Anyway, with those circumstances then, what Peter did is Peter took Jesus aside and he was so bold as to rebuke the Son of God, the one he just called the Christ, the Son of the living God? And Peter, he probably figured under these circumstances that because Jesus had just commended him for his God-given God word faith that enabled him to say, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, he probably figured that since Jesus had commended him like that, that now Peter would have the right to talk to Jesus like this a little bit. But now, what Jesus ended up doing then is speaking against Peter. But, but when Peter spoke this way, he was probably, again, kind of working as the spokesman for the disciples and, and speaking what most of the disciples and and well, even many of the Jewish people who liked Jesus would have thought to say under these circumstances. And well, really the reason why Peter said this, the reason why others would think this way, don't go to Jerusalem, don't 
suffer and die there is because the people weren't largely looking for a savior who would suffer and die on the cross. They were looking for a savior who would be able to raise up the Israelite empire as it existed under David and Solomon, free the Israelites from the Roman Empire. That's what the people were looking for. So Peter said, never, Lord, this shall never happen to you. A, a better translation of that word verse would probably be, may God have mercy on you, Lord. This must never happen to you. What Peter was doing is he was calling on God to shield Jesus from this awful fate, his suffering and death. And now when you think about Peter, he was definitely operating with good intentions, but without realizing it, he was asking God to keep Jesus away from the cross. Keep Jesus away from the cross, from being our savior. So Jesus said to him, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. In his lifetime, what Jesus was always doing is carefully watching out for Satan because, well, Satan knew that if he could get Jesus to slip just one time, if Jesus ever sinned just once, then ultimately Satan would be the winner. So Jesus, Satan was always looking for Jesus' Achilles heel, his weak spot where he'd be a little bit more vulnerable. But Jesus has no Achilles heel. He has no weak spot. He was always carefully watching out for Satan. Jesus never put his guard down. We also need to carefully watch out for Satan at, at all times. And we're in a dangerous spot if ever we put our guard down because we can never know when or how Satan might try to put a stumbling block in front of us that would try to separate us from God, to, to trap us and catch us in this life. Well, let's consider how Satan entrapped Jeremiah in last Sunday's Old Testament reading. Jeremiah was a very, very faithful prophet serving the Lord, carrying out the Father's will, but he had this difficult task of proclaiming God's judgment on the people because of their re rebellion against God, because of their idol worship. He had this job of preaching judgment on the people because of their sins. And, well, the people hated the message that Jeremiah proclaimed, and they made Jeremiah's life absolutely miserable. Through these circumstances, what Satan did is he succeeded in tempting Jeremiah to complain to God, to say that God wasn't being fair, and that meant that what Jeremiah was doing, the faithful prophet was doing, is he was sinning against God. Really, he had no right to complain to God that God was treating him unfairly because God doesn't 
treat us unfairly. Let's realize that what Satan likes to do is he likes to use the trials and troubles that we face in this life to tempt us to think that God is being unfair with us. But the fact is that if God allows trials and troubles into our lives, he promises that those trials and troubles will always serve our good. And that means that there's always this intent on God's part to bless us. So do we. So we don't ever have the right to go to God and accuse him of being unfair. He's always out to bless us. Is, is God unfair when he allows Oh, tougher economic times when he allows bad weather or other problems into our world. And, well, the answer is no. Scripture says the wages of sin is death, eternal death, eternal separation from God. See, now that's what we deserve. The trials and troubles that we face in this life, they're nothing compared to what we actually deserved. It's only because God is gracious and forgiving that we have any blessings from God at all. So let's carefully watch out for Satan, especially for those times when he would tempt us to complain about our gracious God, the one who's always working for our good, for the good of his believing children, who's always working to make sure everything in our lives works out for our eternal good, and the one who who is going to take us to heaven and to its eternal joys one day. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, help us always to carefully watch out for Satan and to keep on trusting in you and your loving care. We pray in Jesus' name. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.